Hello, welcome to the Emmy Awards. I'm your host, Emmy Cardinale. This is my podcast where I talk about what I've been watching and re-watching and occasionally about my own life. Um, today's episode is going to be a deep dive slash review into or of the Sex Lives of College Girls season two. I <laughs> rewatched episodes one through eight and took detailed notes and then I took detailed notes when I watched episodes nine and ten yesterday. Um, or last night, because I'm recording this on a Thursday, um, to hopefully be out Friday if this is out Saturday. Very sorry about that. Um, Before I get into the episode, I'm going to do a quick little life update, but for the most part, I'm going to jump straight into the episode because I have a lot to say, and this will probably be long. Um, Little life updates. Next few episodes I record will be recorded in Maryland. I'm visiting my parents for Christmas. Um, Not that that really impacts any of you, but just wanted to give you a little life update. I did not have the best day, which is why I have started recording this at 9 p.m. on Thursday. I initially intended to record it first thing Thursday, like first thing this morning or at least like early afternoon, um, which is why it might be out a little bit later than I'm trying to make all of my podcasts. All of my social media will be linked in the description. Please make sure to follow me wherever you listen to podcasts so you can get notified, um, especially in cases of when an episode is later um, or any of that. Please, 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 please follow me wherever you listen to podcasts, share this episode, share this podcast with anybody who's interested. Um, And if you have any recommendations for shows that I should watch slash review after you hear my thoughts on the sex lives of college girls, um, let me know. Um, There's no comment section on Spotify or Apple Podcasts from my knowledge, but you can message me on Instagram or anything. I do reply to DMs. I did have somebody once send me a DM because they listened to a podcast episode, and that was really cool um, because for the most part, not that many people listen to these. Um, Before I jump into season two, I want to do, I have some notes about where we left off in season one. I'm not going to do a whole season one review. But the main four characters are Kimberly, Layden, Whitney, and Bella. Um, Kimberly got caught cheating. She turned a frat in. um, And we found out that she gets to stay at the school. She's not getting expelled, even though she cheated. Um, But she is losing her scholarship, and she's on financial aid. So... It be- season two begins with Kimberly not knowing what she's going to do financially. Bella um, came to Essex, the college where this takes place, the f- fictional college where this takes place. She came particularly for this comedy magazine that a lot of writers who end up on SNL have been on. Um, it's a big reason, well, the main reason she came to Essex. And um, she dealt with some sexual harassment at the Catellan, the magazine, And so she decided to walk away and she's starting her new magazine. That's where we pick up with Bella. Um, Layden is a lesbian, but she's in the closet. The only person she just broke, ended a relationship with a character named Alicia who um, couldn't, who decided not to keep dating Layden because Layden was in the closet and that was too hard for Alicia. And um, Layden came out to Kimberly at the end of season one, but that's the only person who knows 
I think. Oh, and Whitney. Um, Whitney is a soccer player extraordinaire. Um, she was dating her coach. That ended horribly, and now she's dating Kanan, who works with Kimberly at the little coffee shop called The Sip, or the Sips, I'm not sure. Uh, sips, just Sips, not The Sips. And that, that's where we pick up. Other, other characters of interest, Eric used to work, or Eric is the editor-in-chief of the Catellan. Um, he is the one who didn't sexually harass Bella. Um, and um, Leela also works at the Sips, at, at Sips with Kimberly um, and Kanan. Love her. And if there's anybody else who I forgot to mention, I'll, I'll, I'll mention them as we go along. Okay, so let's get started. So episode one starts. Um, they're back from Thanksgiving break. Layden, we find out from Layden that Nico, because Nico is her brother who Kimberly was hooking up with and then found out he had a girlfriend, yada, yada, yada. I'm not reviewing season one, but I just, you know, some context. He was in the frat um, that Kimberly exposed for cheating. We find out from Layden that they've been suspended. Nico's fine, though. Honestly, I'm, I'm not going to miss Nico. I know some people were disappointed that Nico was going to be gone. I particularly, I, I didn't really care. I found him to be kind of an annoying character. Like, he didn't really bring anything to the show besides being hot. And um, in my opinion, there are hotter men. Like, I just, I didn't care. I was like, okay, cool, he's gone. I would rather him leave than there be, like, awkward tension with him and Kimberly. And it'd be like, are they going to hook up again? Like, I don't know. I was done with him after season one. Again, Kimberly needs money. <laughs> um, this was a really funny scene in, in episode one of season two where Bella's like, oh, my God. Ask Whitney and Layden. Layden's like, my family's money is tied up in horses and stuff. It was really, really funny. They, they get to the dining hall and somebody throws a carton of milk at Layden. And it's people from the frat. Like the frat that got suspended because they were cheating and they hate the girls now. And it's like, why? Because you guys were idiots and cheated. Like sucks to suck. Um, I, I think it's so stupid. Like... I was in a sorority and if my chapter got suspended or like some, because somebody like multiple people in the frat were like commit like I just frat in the sorority were like I don't know at that point it's like is that really on the girls who like expose that that you guys were running a cheating ring or is that on your like brothers for cheating I don't know I thought that was so stupid but typical frat behavior <laughs> um we meet in this episode, we meet Jackson, the climate refugee. Um, he's from Kansas or something. He lost his college to a tornado. Um, and from the beginning, he's like the new hot guy. So, Nico, you will not be missed. <laughs> a big part of this episode, too, they're doing an annual snow run where they run in the snow in their underwear, which I thought was kind of interesting. We never did anything like that in Ohio. And honestly, I would have hated it. Um I have the, I have written in my notes that since Layden is into math, they should make some kind of Mean Girls, The Limit Does Not Exist joke um, because she was in Mean Girls, The Musical, and also now she's going to be in the movie. Like, I just think they should do that in season three. Like, hello, The Limit Does Not Exist. She's into math. Like, missed opportunity. Hope they do that in season three. So um, Whitney is having like an existential crisis of like, what is she going to do without soccer? Because like everybody on her team has like a million things pine, like lined up for like the off season. And she's like, I'm not going to do anything. So Whitney's kind of arc this season is figuring out what she wants to do. Um, 
we see a lot of her being like, well, I I only take easy classes. And like, she just is kind of figuring out what she wants to do. And she wants to push herself to be more than just a student athlete. She does try out for water polo in this episode, but she's not very good, Um, which I thought was funny. Bella is starting her magazine and it's which we knew from the end of season one but it's called the foxy which i have to say is kind of a stupid name (laughs) sorry um none of the writers are funny apparently is like the the big thing so she's like she doesn't know what to do she goes to eric after like the guy i mentioned who's the editor and asks for help and he's basically like just find make a team of funny people they go to a frat party um, that's not Theta because again, Theta is like, or whatever. And it's an Omega Pi party. I don't remember. I don't know if any of these frats are real. Um, but they, they go to a party and basically they get exiled from this party. After the snow run, they go to this party, like in their underwear. It's very cute. Um, or whatever. Basically they're like thrown out. (laughs) Um, Kimberly and Layden, Kimberly, like is the only one who knows that Layden's gay. She tries to like Leave her alone with the cute girl who's, like, flirting with her, belating it self-conscious and, like, leaves and it's, like, a whole thing. Um, oh, and Jackson, their neighbor, is, like, having very loud sex and Kimberly hates him more. Like, Kimberly starts off the season, like, being peeved at Jackson. Um, which is just interesting, their arc, which I will get to. I, I didn't intend to do a recap, but I do just want to talk about things that happened so I can give my... This isn't, like, a... Anyways... this is whatever I want it to be but that's an interesting plot point this episode okay so Kanan Whitney had opened up to Kanan who she is dating um about the fact that she doesn't know what she wants to do beyond soccer like I mentioned and she walks up to him at this party and he made he's like talking to his boys or whatever to his friend about how like he didn't know what to say because soccer really is the only thing she has to offer she gets really mad there there's like awkward tension and I have to say this is the beginning of me kind of like not really vibing with Kanan and Whitney as a couple um I didn't hate them I and I like Kanan and I like Whitney individually I just I don't know if they're super compatible I feel like there were a lot of moments watching their dynamic throughout the season where I was just like it's not meshing it doesn't work it's not like it it there was a lot of like I don't know I I just don't know if they work and I like them it's not anything to me being like, I hate Kanan and I hate Whitney. Like, it's really not that. I just, there was a lot of miscommunication, a lot of conflict. And I just, I don't know if they're the best matching, but that's just my opinion. I'll get more into it later. At the end of the episode, Layden comes out to the other girls and I cried. I cried. I rewound it. I, I was sobbing. Well, not sobbing, but I, I genuinely cried. It was very casual. She's just like, I'm gay. They were all very supportive. It was so cute. She like DMs the girl that she'd been talking to, but chickened out. It was so cute. I teared up. I love Renee Rapp. I love Layden Murray. And it it made me very happy. Um, And I have to say, I think it's really interesting because I rewatched season one before I watched before season two started. And it's really interesting just like, and even in the first episode when she's like so nervous with this girl, um and everything like it's just so nice um like I really think Kimberly being like so supportive when she came out initially I think really helped and then when the rest of her roommates were really supportive like it just 
it's nice when, and very important, I think, when the first person you come out to, their reaction, I think, can shape a lot. And I think if she had gotten some kind of negative feedback the first time she came out, like, I I think she might have regressed back into the closet, but it was nice that they embraced her. And Kimberly was like, you can come out on your own time. And then she did. And it was just beautiful. And then the episode ends with, oh, I forgot to mention, um, at the, the Theta party, Leela, who I love, um, is like hanging with Bella and she makes a really funny comment and Bella's like, would you want to be part of my magazine? So she's following Eric's advice of like finding funny people for her magazine. After Layden comes out, the episode ends with Bella knocks on Eric's door and is like, thanks for the advice and they kiss and that's how the first episode ends. So general thoughts on the first episode, great way to jump back into the season. Um, I like that there's a timeline. It's like right after Thanksgiving and the rest of the season is pretty much like the rest of freshman year is the season. And I and I liked that because the first season, I feel like they, they didn't cover as much ground in time. I do think well, I'll get into my thoughts about the gen- like the rest of the episode as I go. Um, the rest of the season, like general thoughts of the season. Okay, so season two, or episode two, they are banned from parties, so they decide they're going to throw their own party. Nobody shows up. It's so sad. Um, found that relatable. It also had me wondering, though, I went to a college where we had, like, all-campus parties and everybody would go. It's like, I find it interesting that the only, like party scene that they have on this show is like connected to frats um not even sororities which like it makes sense because a lot of national sororities or most national sororities you can't really throw parties it's like stricter rules or whatever but um I I don't know I find it interesting that the entire basically like social life like revolves around frats and it's like are no other groups throwing parties that doesn't make sense to me um there have to be other like social groups and groups that are like throwing parties right am i crazy anyways i find that kind of interesting they're like banned from frats or like blacklisted from frats so now suddenly they don't have a social life um I find that kind of interesting. Basically, the main plot of this episode is that they have to fix the, fix the relationship they have with frat. So they, like, throw a little party um, or whatever. Uh, Bella and Eric are now casually hooking up. I like their dynamic. Some people are Eric and Bella haters. I have mixed feelings on stuff that happens later in the season, but I like them, Okay. I was living for it. I thought that there would be more tension and build up. I didn't love how they just kissed off the bat and that was like, now they're hooking up. Um, I feel like a big critique I have of this season as a whole. And I think it's because the episodes are half half hour long and there are only 10 episodes. I think a lot of things felt rushed and I felt that way about like build up with certain relationships, things like that, which I said I wasn't gonna do general overviews, but whatever. Anyways, I like Bella and Eric. So Whitney, Whitney, I was living for her this season. She was like, they are talking about classes. And Whitney's like, I only take classes that know I'm going to be good at. Like, I'm sorry, that's genius, okay? I, in college, <laughs> wanted to be a math major for like a year and it tanked my GPA, okay? This is smart of her. Challenge yourself a little bit, but like, why are you going to take classes you know you're going to suck at? It's not fun and you feel stupid. Um, so I respect that, but like she decides not to. And this episode, there's more tension with Kanan and and Whitney this time around her or his co-worker, a very pretty girl. She's like, whatever, her name's Zoe. And Whitney's really jealous. She's like insta-stalking her. 
she's like insta stalking her and accidentally like supposed and she yells no 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 <laughs> and <laughs> um Kimberly immediately goes, oh no, was your mom assassinated? Because Whitney's mom is a senator and I died laughing. I still think it's the funniest thing ever. The thing that I wrote in my notes and that I wanted to talk about is I really understand like why Whitney, like did Whitney make mistakes in this relationship? Yes, but I understand why she was so insecure considering the fact that like he was talking about her behind her back to be like, yeah, she really has nothing going on besides soccer when that's like, her like a very deep insecurity she just opened up about and then when she meets zoe he's like she's so smart she does this she does that and it's like obviously understand why she's jealous because it's like her boyfriend like like i get it i understand whitney's insecurity and i just think that this is why it's like proof or an example of why they're just they're not the best fit and if they were to be together i think that they need to work on their love languages and their communication and like I just I don't think they're super compatible I don't think she is providing for like him in the way he needs and maybe we just didn't see enough of their relationship but that's just my takeaway there is a small dinner party at a professor's house um oh a, a part that I forgot to mention um Kimberly like goes to the financial aid office and they she needs somebody to co-sign her loan but she can't tell her parents um so she's like figuring out what to do, like how to get a co-signer and a professor invites her to her house for dinner. And I like very Kenyan. I went to Kenyan college. That's so like typical. I went to professor's houses for dinners multiple times. Um, I love that dynamic. She asks the professor, the professor says, let me think about it. Um, and the professor's husband hits on her. So she's like, you know, caught off guard. I forgot to mention that they like the the I said the whole plot of this or like a big part of this episode was them figuring out how to mend things with frats and so Bella comes up with this plan to do a big fundraiser to get Theta's good graces. Um, it's really funny how she's like she's like she's like we are stupid bitches. You should have stolen. I don't know. It was very funny. It was very funny the way she appealed to them. But they do like a strip show type thing and it like like goes great whatever kimberly comes after her little dinner and is like he hit on me um and then at the end of the episode she like goes to the professor and the professor's like i can't co-sign your loan and she's like is this about your husband hitting on me like i didn't actually want to have sex with him i just i didn't know what to say and she's like what are you talking about i just can't financially do it like i and um or whatever so th that's how that episode ends um biggest takeaways um i feel like this is the first episode not the first episode, but like furthering the tension between Kanan and Whitney and like their dynamic. Kimberly is kind of at a loss. I think, I don't know if it's at the end of this episode or the beginning of the next one, she like picks up a pamphlet about selling her eggs. I think it's at the end of this one. Um, but she, or no, it's not, it's not this episode yet. Sorry, that's the next episode, whatever. Episode three, um, Layden is like rushing again. I, okay, I am so confused on this rush timeline because they were like rushing before Thanksgiving or maybe it was like a pre-rush thing that Whitney and Layden got invited to but like I I'm just confused by the whole timeline because it's like when did rush start and how long did it supposedly last because like 
I went to a small school, so Greek life was slightly different, but I'm pretty sure rush isn't like months and months and months. That's what pledging is. Um, I'm confused about the timeline. But anyways, late in, in her sorority era, um, Whitney decides to take biochem um, because Bella's taking it because she needs to please her parents. And Whitney's like, I'm going to do that. So she's determined to do biochem. There was a scene. So um, Kimberly like goes to the loan office, the financial aid office, and is like, I can't, I don't have a co-signer, but we will find something else. And um, the financial aid lady is basically like, there's nothing I can do. Like, make sure your grades are good so you can transfer. Um, and this is when, as she's leaving, she picks up the brochure. I'm pretty sure. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> but basically, and I, and I found that really annoying, and I feel like that's a big problem in colleges um, where there's so much of being told that you should just transfer instead of like accommodating your needs or like figuring out a way for you to stay at the college you want to be at and nothing against transferring and transferring like is the right move for some people but sometimes you just need more support to stay at the college you're at instead of just being told you should leave. Layden's out now so she's like in her little womanizer era like she's hooking up with a bunch of girls she's slaying and I love that for her. Um, there's a biochem douche guy. His name's Andrew. He's introduced in this episode and he's a character throughout the season. I love Whitney and biochem. I love that she is like becoming passionate about something and we're like seeing more of things. Like I, I love that. And I know she originally took it like as something that would be challenging, but I like that he's thriving in it. Um, I mean, she struggles a little bit at the beginning. Like she's trying new things, but anyways. And Kimberly like has the brochure I don't remember when she picked it up so sorry um I have 10 episodes to get through and I don't I didn't take scene by scene notes because that's not the point the point of this but Kimberly is like considering selling her eggs oh and in this episode I think this episode was called the short king Bella's hooking up with the short king because again her and Eric are casual um at the end of this episode we find out that Layden has chlamydia so <laughs> That's where episode three ends. Poor Layden. Episode four is like the beginning of their Christmas episode, or like their big. It's Christmas because it opens with a Sabrina Carp Sabrina Carpenter Christmas song. Loved. Um, Kimberly loves Christmas, and then she's like, "No, you know, winter holidays." I loved that for her. That <laughs> she's so funny. Um, again, okay. So this the final rush event is tonight. So they are rushing. So I'm like, how long has this been happening? Especially because like, how much time went on from episode three to episode four? Was it like a week? Um, because I don't remember season one super well. So maybe it was like pre-rush thing where sometimes you get to know sororities before you're like rushing, like, okay. But if this is the final rush event, I would like to know when it happened. I'm also like, I'm just, I'm really confused on the sorority timeline. This is a big issue I have with the way sororities are represented in TV because I feel like, like that doesn't make sense to me. Anyways, uh, is rush more than a week in like bigger schools? Maybe I'm like skewed my perspective, but I, I just, I don't know. I feel like rush takes a while um, or rush doesn't take that long. The Foxy, Bella's publication has to like figure out how to get more traction. They're like launching their thing. Um, and like, they have no idea how they're gonna reach people. <laughs> Leela says a bunch of foot fetishes follow me. Will that help? She is like genuinely the funniest person on the show. Um, okay. Why is it called the Foxy? I mean, I don't know why it's called the Catullan, but I'm just, I'm just very confused on the name. I don't know, maybe these are things that 
make sense to other people. I think the Foxy's a stupid name though, sorry. Kanan asks Whitney to be his girlfriend and she spirals because she thought they were already official. And I thought that was so funny. She's like, you don't ask guys this, you ask everybody else you know. And it's like, so true, me, um, as if I've ever been in that position. But if I, honestly, if I was in that position, I would probably be like, are we dating? I don't actually know though, because I've never been in that position. And I think this further, like, again, I'm like, they are just, they're not communicating. And maybe it's like their own individual faults. Maybe it's not like them as a couple, but I just, I don't know. There's something about the dynamic that I just don't feel like work. Kimberly has a study date with Jackson, the climate refugee who lives next door, um, who has very loud sex with people. And um, she's like, oh, because they're in Irish lit together. Forgot to mention that she's taking Irish lit. Not that it's super important, but she's like, oh my God, it's a sexy date. And then this nerdy guy, Glenn, I don't know his name, is there. And she's like, okay, so he, he doesn't view me that way. Um, there's a scene where Bella is like at Eric's place and like they're talking about stuff. But, and he is like, she like starts undressing herself while he is designing the cover of the holiday Cotillon. And, and he's like, which one do you like better? And she's like, they all look the same. And he's like, that's not true. They have di- like, they have different font sizes and l- different levels of kerning. And I, in that moment, and she's like, I can't believe I still want to have sex with you after that. That made me want to have sex with Eric <laughs> as it was, because that is so me, like so me. He's so right. It is different. The font size and kerning changes everything. Um, that was so sexy of him. Boys who know kerning, you know, hard eyes, Stan. I also, that's so like sexy that he's not only the editor in chief, but he's designing the cover. Like, is he the design editor too? I would like to know more deets. Basically, oh my God, I hate this plot point, but or I don't know if I hate it. But anyways, basically they like Trojan horse the Catolan and they like put a new cover um, with a QR code to their website because it's launching at the same time. And honestly, we're just going to watch Eric designing a cover and caring so meticulously for it. And then they're just going to sabotage it. I would be heartbroken too. <laughs> um, you know how hard it is to design like magazine covers? Very. Um, I've designed two. I would know. Um, oh, I also have to say I love Lila being more like prominent in this season. Like I feel like she's in like every episode multiple times. And I love that. Like she's so funny. I like the Eric and Bella competing like vibe and I kind of wish that we had seen more of it I don't know there are a lot of things this season where I'm like especially well not especially but even with like the two episodes a week I feel like there would be something that would be introduced one episode and then by the second episode of that like drop it would be like resolved or like they'd move on to something else and things just feel so rushed um, I don't know if maybe making it like just one episode a week would make it feel longer. I mean, I like the two episodes a week because it's a half hour show. So it like feels, I don't know. I think that they should maybe consider making the episodes longer or increasing the number of episodes um, because a lot of things just felt rushed by nature of the structure of the show. Whitney and Kanan break up because she goes through his phone. Sh- should she have gone through his phone? No. But um, she does. They break up. I'm not really that upset about it because I don't really know how much they're compatible. Biggest takeaways from episode four. I don't understand how Greek life works in this show, timelines and stuff. I like Bella and Eric, but I feel like their relationship is not fleshed out enough, probably by nature of the structure. I am not that upset that Whitney and Kanan broke up. 
and different font sizes and variable kerning has very important impacts on magazine covers and he was right so anyways moving on to episode five data can throw parties again because um of the fundraiser they, they threw in episode two every single day of the week they have a different party which is crazy to me <laughs> at least it seems like it the montage makes it seem like it so and kimberly's decided she's going to sell her eggs so she has to do hormone injections and Layden does them for her. And it's a very cute little bonding montage where like every single day with different theme at the party, like they're in the bathroom and Layden is getting, Layden is helping Kimberly get her injections. I love their bonding. It's really cute. I don't know. I'm a big, I'm a big fan. Um, oh, at the beginning of the episode, um, when Kimberly is like, I can't drink because of these hormone shots. She's like, who needs to have fun to drink? Who needs to drink to have fun? And they're like, everybody in college. I felt that a little bit. I, I really like, and I think honestly, um, it's really influenced and impacted by the fact that she's out now. But I feel like I love her relationship with her roommates this season and the way that I feel like she's able to be more close to them. And it, she's, she's still private in certain ways. And like, you know, but I think in general, she's just more willing and able to like connect with them um, on a level I think she couldn't when she was closeted. And I think you even see with like her high school friends we meet at the beginning of season one, they're like, we never really knew you. I feel like having this weight off her chest and being able to like be her entire self, I think just really, I, I loved Layden's character this season. And I think it just really shows how big of a weight that can be of like navigating your sexuality and feeling afraid to come out and all of that. and. The amount of freedom and like the way you are able to be fully yourself once you had that off your chest. I, I, I loved that. In their biochem class, Whitney, the TA mistakes Whitney for the other black girl in the class. And basically, well, first she's like, she gets a test that isn't hers and she's like, excuse me, Paul. Like, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I must've mixed you two up. And it's the other black girl. So at the they're like walking into the theta party and or like while they're waiting outside to get in like she's talking about it and like Kimberly is so supportive she's like I think we should start she's like we should do this we should do that and and Whitney's like let's just we don't have to solve like subtle racism tonight and Kimberly's like I totally respect Kimberly's just really cute I think um, or like sweet. There are a lot of like, I felt like some of the characters were kind of one dimensional in like a little bit in part in season one. And I feel like all the characters became more well-rounded and like three dimensional and complex this season. Not that they weren't last season, but I feel like we know more about them. And I think that happens with shows as you go on. And it's why I love television over movies, because I feel like there's more time to develop the characters and flesh them out in ways that movie doesn't that movies don't really give you the ability to do Bella's like which of us do you think is the hottest and I thought that was so funny because Whitney's like obviously would be me and I'm like obviously would be Whitney like let's be real if Layden's gonna date any of them it's gonna be Whitney although I felt like maybe on some level it would I don't know I feel like her and Kimberly have a special bond but I genuinely just I feel like it would be Whitney and maybe it's because Aaliyah um and Renee are so close but I'm like you know if any of them are gonna date it's them although I don't know if I think they should date 
but um, like they should date amongst themselves because I think that could complicate things. And not many relationships on this show last very long and I just wouldn't want, I mean, there's gonna be tension between the girls anyway, but um, so maybe it's okay. <laughs> Anyways, Bella is jealous because Eric is like seeing somebody else and they were casual and she's been seeing, like she was hooking up with that short king, but like she's all like, you know, jealous of Eric, which like, I, I get it, I get it. We see Kimberly and Layden go to the doctor to like, for her, for Kimberly's egg retrieval thing. And Kimberly's like, what was like, have you ever been put under? And Layden's like, yeah. And she's like, how was it? And Layden's was like horrible. And I was thinking, man, I got put under once and it was wonderful. I mean, okay, I, I was only, I was like put under for like a, an endoscopy. Um, and it was amazing. I never like fall asleep very easily. It felt like I just fell asleep. Like I, I loved it, but she did say she was afraid that when she came to, she would come out, which makes sense. Um, I do think I said some pretty ridiculous stuff when I was like coming out of it. Um, and like your, your speech is all slurred. So you sound kind of drunk. It's crazy. I don't love how mean Bella is to Dana because she is jealous that Eric is dating dating her. Dana is the girl that that Eric's with. I don't I don't love that. I don't feel like it's the nicest color on Bella. Um, I think there are a lot of moments where I feel like Bella puts women down. And I think honestly, maybe this is just you know the view of how like what my opinion after watching the whole season. And like things she says later on. But I just think on some level, Bella is like, I don't know. She's putting other people down because she feels down. Like, I think it comes out of a place of insecurity and like, I don't know, as a coping mechanism to not process everything she's been dealing with. I don't know. I think I want to have empathy for her, but I don't like the way she treats other people. Um, anyways, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get more into that. Bella and Eric decide to be exclusive and they're like dating and it's like really cute or whatever. And it made me like write down and realize that I wish we had seen their initial conversation where they decided to be casual because it's like, who brought that up? Like, was it Bella and him being like, sure. Um, did he mention it? Because he was so down the minute she was like, I just want to date you. It's like, it makes me really wonder how that whole thing started and I kind of wish we had seen that. Um, Layden loves math and I love that she loves math. And again, I think they should make a Mean Girls joke or, you know, the limit does not exist is not like solely a Mean Girls joke. That's a real math thing. I would know. I tried to be a math major for a year. <laughs> Kimberly has to like recover and um, she gets locked out of her room and Jackson... I want to call him Jackson the climate refugee because that's just like an, but I'm just going to call him Jackson. We all know who he is. <laughs> Jackson like takes her in and like watches her and everything because she's recovering from everything. And Layden was going to be there with her, but she went to a math thing. Um, the episode ends Layden leaving like the math building after they've did this whole, it's called the hackathon where they try to solve a really complicated math problem. And that's where we meet Tatum, although we do not find out her name in this episode. Um, but basically she's just like a mean blonde bitch and, and Layden's like, that's my dream woman. Because she had said earlier when Bella was like, what's your ideal woman? She's like, she described herself basically. So here we meet Layden, her like doppelganger doppelbanger as they call her so episode six is one of the most infuriating episodes from this entire season i know a lot of people like 
were pissed about episodes 9 and 10. And, like, I have thoughts on those. But the episode that I think left me the most angry and, like, seething was episode 6. So Dan O'Connell is a comedian, famous comedian, who's coming to visit. And Bella is, like, shadowing him. She's really excited. Um, I wrote down in my notes that I wish I had shadowed um, Pete Davidson when he came to Kenyon. Um, because Pete Davidson did a stand-up at Kenyon College my freshman year. Um, kind of similarly to Dan O'Connell doing stand-up at Bella's College her freshman year. Um, from my knowledge, they didn't have any students who were like basically his assistant, but I would have loved that job. Um, I did see Pete Davidson on Middle Path, which is like the central path of my college's campus. I saw him smoking a... a a blunt, a joint. I don't know what you call it. I, a joint. Um, and is there a difference? Anyways, so I, I saw him smoking weed and um, it was not legal in Ohio. I don't know if it is now, but it wasn't. He was just smoking it on Middle Path and he was with another guy. And if he had been alone, I probably would have gone up to him and said hi. But I was so, so I was like, there was another person there. And now, now, if I saw Pete Davidson, I mean, now Pete Davidson would never go to Kenyon College. He's like dated a Kardashian. But um, this was pre-Ariana. So um, it was right before he started dating Ariana, actually. Anyways, um, but now I would have the confidence to go up to him. But I was a freshman and um, my f- freshman year was like horrible. I was not very confident. Um, now I would, I would go up to him. Anyways, that's besides the point. <laughs> Kimberly is, like, interested in Jackson, but she's, like, Jackson views me, like, she's, like, he, she got med-zoned or whatever, so basically he sees her as, like, sick and fragile and, like, uh, you know, he's not into her because he saw her sick, which I honestly, that's true and that's how men, like, view women, I think that's kind of stupid. Um, the mean bio guy who I mentioned from a few episodes ago, Andrew, him and Whitney are doing a lab. That's a big part of this episode. Layden goes to Willow, who I don't think I mentioned, but she's on the soccer team with Whitney and she is gay. And she shows her a picture she took of Tatum and is like, who's this girl? And she's like, oh, that's Tatum. <laughs> I found it kind of confusing that Willow is like, oh, hi, Kimberly. Or like, she's like, you're Kimberly, right? Like, I get that there are probably like months that are supposed to go by, but it's like at the, in the first ep- or the second episode, Lo is like, you're one of the hottest queer girls on campus now. Like, wouldn't she know who Layden was? They had a conversation. I don't know. I found it kind of interesting. I mean, maybe she would forget, but anyways, <laughs> Willow is like, I can help you, but I want a jacket. I love that for her. The manager at the coffee shop, Kanan, Leela, and Kimberly works at, he gets fired. And, um, and that's a big plot point. Kimberly suggests Leela does it. Leela's like, why do you think I would want to do it? She gets really upset. And I honestly, at first I didn't understand why. I was like, why are you so upset? We find out, we find out later it's because she, um, like struggles to interview. So she like, whatever. But then Kimberly helps her and she gets the job. Very happy for Leela. Um, Layden and, and, um, Whitney have a little conversation about like, math being cooler than bio or whatever and i loved that and Layden is is right bio math is cooler i'm gonna get through everything and then everything and then i will talk about the dan o'connell bella eric thing because i have so many thoughts and it really stresses me out so Layden, like Layden, like meets tatum like they're playing tennis or whatever like willow and Layden are playing tennis and and her and tatum interact and tatum's like really mean um and then later at a party 
Layden is like, you are not going to be as judgmental as me. And they have a little thing. And then she gives her a phone. So now they're like, you know, they've connected. I don't have that many more notes for the episode. So there was another plot point that I forgot. Oh, um, I don't know if that's this episode or the next one. But there's a whole bio lab thing. I think it's this episode where Whitney and the bio guy, there's like tension between them. So the Dan O'Connell storyline, this infuriated me to no end because um, basically Bella is like shadowing him. She's like busting her ass and she like, he like gives her a little shout out when he makes a joke that she inspired. And then they're at this party, the party where um, Layden and Tatum like connect or whatever. And Bella is telling Eric, her now boyfriend, everything. And he's like, that's so cool. And um, she's like, I'm going to go get him a beer. And Eric brings him the beer and is like talking to him and mentions that he's the editor-in-chief of the Catalan. Dan O'Connell's like super impressed. Is like, you should consider sub- like submitting a writer's packet. And Bella's like, what would that look like? And he's like, yada, yada, yada. And Bella's like, I don't have that. And then Eric is like, I do. And Dan O'Connell gives Eric his phone number and Bella and Eric fight. And this really pissed me off to no end because, and Bella says later, like the only reason Eric has all that stuff is because of years of like boys club. And and it's like, no, the reason he has that information is because he is older than you. You were a freshman in college. Why would you even view somebody who is considering applying to be a writer at a a comic, like a late night show as your competition? You are a freshman in college. You just started a magazine. He's the editor in chief, so he's probably at least a junior. Like you are not competing with each other. Like it just bothered me because it's like, would it be kind of hurtful and annoying if like, you're busting your ass to get this guy's recognition and then your boyfriend swoops in and it's like, but it's just, I wish somebody had said to her, you're a freshman, you have time to figure this out because like you you aren't going to be applying to jobs at the same time. Like you aren't, you're at different stages in your life and that's okay. Like you're not each other's competition. He has all that stuff because he's been writing and editing for a, like editing a comedy magazine for like probably at least a couple of years. Like it just really bothered me because it caused all this unnecessary tension when in this instance, they weren't competitors. She's a freshman, calm down. I didn't, I didn't get involved with like anything my freshman year, like quite literally nothing except I did join a sorority. But like, besides that extracurricular, extracurriculars, I wasn't involved in any of them. Like, it's fine. You have time. It really bothered me. It's like, why are you guys competing? He has all that stuff because you're at different phases. Like, and the reason it really pissed me off is because she's like freaking out. And then Layden is like, he'll remember you. So like, it just, she was like, make sure she's like, I'm sure you've impressed him. Just make sure he doesn't forget you. And Bella decides to hook up with Dan O'Connell. And it just, it really bothers me because you and Eric are not competition in the first place. Um, Eric and Bella have barely been dating for like an episode um, because they and like it suddenly ruined all of a sudden like there's just and I think again it's because of how fast the season goes by but it's like there's no time for tension and build up it's like there's a conflict and then it ends and it's like it, it just it's too fast it's too rushed but it, it just really bothered me and I think um, a big thing I've I feel about Bella's character is I think she didn't take the time to process like how 
traumatic probably everything she experienced the beginning of her college experience was and took the time to maybe like be like why am I acting this way I think she just like I think she I don't know I think she's over sexualizing herself and using and I'm all for like having sex with like it's not about that it's about that I feel like Bella views her only value as like is sex is the only thing she can use to get far and like Layden says make sure he doesn't forget you and she takes that as I need to like have sex with him and like blow up a relationship like a newly forming relationship with Eric that she initiated and it just it makes me really sad and really frustrates me because logically you guys are not competing you shouldn't get so down on yourself for the fact that he's is years ahead of you because obviously he's years ahead of you um and like it, it just it, it it breaks my heart and it really frustrates me and I think I don't know I, I feel like she needed to go to therapy she needed to like address why she was so upset about things um she's like continually sa- self-sabotaging this entire season and it's so frustrating to watch um so the, those are my epi- that's my thoughts on episode six um, I literally, this was like the second episode of a two episode drop and I was so angry that entire week. So, um, episode seven, Kimberly and Jackson are now hooking up. I don't know. They started hooking up at the end of episode six or something. And I forgot to mention it because I was so mad about Dan O'Connell. I hate that guy now. <laughs> He's not real, but I hate Dan O'Connell. Anyways, um, this episode was about a worker strike and I literally was like, this show is so relatable because there was a, a union at my college um, trying so hard to... I have no idea what's going on with the union now, so I'm sorry that I'm out of the loop. Kenyon College got rid of my email, and so I, I don't keep up with... That was the only way I was getting news about Kenyon. Like, I, I, I don't know. I get emails from the alumni office, but it's very different hearing about a college from the alumni office and from like the actual students. So I haven't, I like, I don't know what's going on in the college from the students. Anyways, the union thing, I was like, wow, so on the nose. Layden is like super like anxious about dating Tatum because she's never dated up before. And she's like, Tatum is cooler than me. Like she's like so freaked out. She's playing games and um, all of that. The strike is happening. Kimberly decides to get very involved in it, even though she was not, before they're like oh you're going on strike and she's like awesome now she's throwing a rally love that for kimberly um eric confronts bella and they break up and it broke my heart it was just like again it felt kind of rushed because it's like if this was a longer formatted show the fact that somebody cheated that would be like a secret that would be holding that would be like hanging over like the tension for at least a couple episodes where this one it was like at the end of episode six she hooked up with him and then by like less in the middle of episode seven like that was already resolved and they were broken up like that's what I mean about things feeling so rushed where it's like in longer shows like and don't get me wrong, I typically hate those storylines where it's like, oh, she's not telling him that she cheated or she's not telling him the secret. But at least, like, I, I don't I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I don't know. I have so many thoughts about Eric and Bella, and I'll get to it in a, sec- in a little bit. Um, so Kimberly, again, has decided she's going to throw a, rab- a rally. So she calls Senator Chase Whitney's mom and is like, please come. So Senator Chase decides to come 
to help with the strike. Um, Layden's like freaking out about trying to impress Tatum. So she finds this underground party or whatever. Senator Chase is like, Yvette, I, is that her name? I'm just gonna call her Senator Chase because I don't remember her first name. I'm so sorry. She, it's like, so proud of Whitney and she's like I'll get you an internship and Whitney's like no like I want to get it myself I love that for her like I love Whitney slaying the biochem like she's killing it she's like I want to be an internship I want to get an internship by myself when Senator Chase is meeting with the president of the college um he's like we care about the students here's this mental health bubble that we built and I literally I find that so funny um that really is how colleges treat mental health problems they're like here's a room with comfortable chairs, as if that is gonna solve my depression and not like an actual therapist to talk to. Bella tries to go talk to Eric and we meet Eric's dad. They tear Bella a new one. They're like, you played with his heart, blah, blah, blah. He's better off without you. And again, this kind of harkens back to what I was saying about like, I don't know. A lot of people are like, Eric was always, like, I just think, and it's probably just because Bella hasn't, like, but it's like, Bella, like, Eric was not super nice to Bella at the beginning, and that's fine. But when she was like, Ryan sexually harassed me, he was like, I don't believe you. That was like his initial reaction. He was not very mean. And he apologized after and stood up for her. And like, he made it right to some extent, but it's just like, she forgave him and she like, let it go. And I'm not saying that she, that he has to forgive her for cheating on him or continue to date her, but I just I, I just I feel like there are so many aspects of Bella's behavior where it's like she's clearly like internalizing something and not processing something very traumatic that has like she's been going through, and I just think that she needs somebody to talk to and someone to process with it to with and. I don't think Eric needs to forgive her, but I wish, but I also don't think he was like perfect 100%, like that he was like, I don't know. I don't know if she deserved him being like super mean to her, but I don't know because I've never been cheated on. So I don't want to, it's just hard for me because it's like Bella cheating on Eric wasn't like, because she was so like into somebody that she needed to cheat on them or she was, it was like she was doing it because she thought that's how she would get something like in her career and I think that on some level that was probably a trauma response because she had been sexualized so early in her experience at the Catalan um, and then shunned for like not shunned but shamed, shamed for the sexual choices she made um like when she came when they were talking about Ryan somebody was like she gave like a bunch of hand jobs and it's like that you know she was constantly shamed for like her sexuality where I think now she's using it. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's sad because she shouldn't have cheated on him, but she cheated on him because she thought that that's the only way she could get far, which I, I don't know. It, it makes it even sadder and more frustrating, but it's just like, I, that dynamic, I, f I find it very sad. And I would hope in season three, I mean, we'll talk about what perhaps is going to happen with Bella's character in season three when I get there. But I would hope that in season three, Bella, if Bella's still around, if Bella and Eric, like I would hope that Bella would maybe talk to somebody and like we would see growth in her acknowledging 
the way she's been hurting people and maybe why, and maybe that there could be some reconciliation, at least as friends. Like, I would hope that there would be some forgiveness and closure between her and Eric and her being like, I'm so sorry I hurt you. It truly wasn't about you. It was about what, what I was going through and the ways that I hurt people around me because of it, and not that that's an excuse, um, but I'm improving myself to hopefully improve the way I treat others. I don't know. Um, didn't mean to go on a tangent about them. The whole union strike thing I found very interesting because some like students don't care about the strike. And um, there's tension between Kimberly and Jackson because like he didn't, whatever. Anyways, I don't really care about Kimberly and Jackson. Sorry, sorry. Is that an unpopular opinion? I just, I find nothing that interesting with their dynamic. Um, Senator Chase gives a very impassioned speech. Um, I love Kimberly and Senator Chase's dynamic. Like they're, I just, I don't know. It warms my heart. I really, Kimberly has grown on me. Not that I didn't like her last season, but I love her now. Um, and I really like that dynamic. Um, they agree to the union's demands like the college does after one strike and one senator speaking. And I was like, I'm sorry, what kind of fantasy world do we live in? One strike? I mean, I don't know. I would like to, obviously, I'm like, how, how long were the negotiations? We got very little information about this um, union, but it's like, were there negotiations going on for a while? Um, like, were they taught? Like, I would just like to know. Was like the strike, like the last straw? I was very confused. I don't feel like that's that accurate. <laughs> like one strike and they're fine. I'm sure it happens, okay? But it's just, it felt kind of unrealistic and, and rushed. And I would like more about the union. Um, or not, I don't know. Oh, and at the end of the episode, Whitney and the bio bro kissed. So I guess they didn't before. I don't know if I said that they did before. There was like tension between them, but they never kissed. They kissed at the end of this episode, <laughs> episode seven. So episode eight, we're, go we're, we're getting to the home stretch, guys. I hope you guys are enjoying this because I am actually loving this and I think this is probably how I'm going to do most podcasts going forward. Maybe not entire seasons. Maybe I'll do like clusters of episodes so I can dive more deep into things. But I feel like I'm saying everything I need to say and I'm enjoying myself. So let me know if you're enjoying this. Anyways, episode eight is pre-frosh weekend. Um, why are they still calling them freshmen? Don't most colleges in the United States call them first years now? Is that just like a liberal arts thing? Is Essex supposed to be a liberal arts college? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> um, pre-frosh pre weekend, it's like when you visit the campus or whatever, and um, Bella's friend from back home, Priya, is visiting. Um, and I, I feel like Priya might be a character for season three because she did, she was like, I'm coming to Essex for you. Like, you know, so I don't know. I, I feel like that would be missed opportunity if she wasn't. Aiden has like decided that she's going to come out to her dad who's visiting for pre-frosh weekend. He's bringing up Layden's cousin or something. And Whitney's like, I actually have a secret too. I hooked up with like Andrew, the bio bro. And they're like, I thought you hated him. And she's like, I know, whatever. So they're like, they're hooking up now. It's a thing. Um, Bella says, when she goes, I have a secret, Bella says, you're gay too. Um, and I kind of hope that's foreshadowing for a bisexual Whitney season three, perhaps. Kimberly, Leela is like, Kimberly as a type, it's like hot guys. And Kimberly gets all defensive about not having anything in common with Jackson, which I think is kind of funny because it's like, you're not even boyfriend and girlfriend yet. You're just like hooking up right now. Like it doesn't have to be anything. Right now, you haven't even gone on like a date. Like what do you know about him besides the fact that he's a climate refugee from Kansas? 
Um, like, I, you know, right now you're just having sex. It's fine. It doesn't have to be super deep right now. You guys aren't getting married. Like, you're having fun. It's college. You're fine. Um, I don't hate Whitney and Andrew. Like, I liked that they were kind of rivals at the beginning. And then there was like, like, I don't know. I didn't hate them together. I found Andrew to be a very funny character. And I don't know. We'd have to see more of them long term because I really liked Kanan with Whitney at the beginning. Um, and then I, I didn't that much this season. I think Whitney should be with a woman. <laughs> um, that's how I feel about Whitney's love prospects. I hated her with that coach guy. Kanan, I liked at the beginning, but this season I feel like they didn't have, they weren't connecting much. And then her and Andrew were cute, but like she clearly didn't like him as much as he liked her. So anyways, Layden like um, doesn't tell her father because her father like doesn't come out to her father because he has a bunch of bad news. Then they, they go to dinner and she runs into Tatum and Tatum's father, who's also visiting there for some reason. I, it wasn't, it's not alumni weekend. Why are all the alumni on campus? Like, it's pre-frosh weekend. Is it pre-frosh weekend or alumni weekend? Why is his dad, ca- why is, why are both their dads casually there? Anyways, they know each other. Layden's dad invites Tatum and her dad to join them. And Layden pulls Tatum aside and is like super freaked out and is like, I'm not out to my dad. And you probably think that's really closeted. And um, Tatum is like, we bit be- like, we barely be- like calm down. Like there's no timeline and we haven't been dating that long. Layden's really relieved. Alicia texts Layden at the end of the episode. And I, when this was episode eight, so it was last week, right before the finale week that this aired. And I saw a lot of people on TikTok being like, this is why like Tatum's so much better. Like Alicia like broke, like she was like, Tatum was so cool when like Layden wasn't out. She's like, there's no timeline while Alicia was pressuring her. And I just feel like we're comparing apples and oranges. Alicia wasn't saying, I need you to come out to your dad. She like, think back to season one. They were in a hotel room together and Alicia posted a photo on Instagram that didn't even have Layden in it. And Layden like freaked out and was like, you need to delete it. And I understand I'm not criticizing Layden for being that anxious and in that place. Like there's no hatred, like no, no judgment because that's like, I, I understand. I like, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm also saying I understand how hard that would be for Alicia. And I just think it's completely different when you like started dating this girl who's like publicly out at your college um, and you're like going out publicly than somebody who like you only exist within like their room and they're so like anxious about other people finding out that you're like a secret. I think that's very different. And I think people, I, I just, I don't know if I think it's necessary to compare because it's just not the same situation. And Layden is 100% valid for not having been ready to come out yet, but Alicia's also was 100% valid for not wanting to date Layden if they couldn't exist outside of hidden hotel visits or like holed up in her apartment. Like that's fair. That that's valid. Um, and I just don't like the fact that people were using that as a reason to be like Tatum's so much better than Alicia. It's like I just think they're different, and I really hated the way that people were shitting on Alicia for like. She said, I, she was like, I feel like you're pulling me back into the closet with you. Like when you've fought so hard to be proud of who you are, it, like, I, I don't know. I, I think she was valid. And I just, did, I didn't like the fact that people were being like, Alicia sucks in comparison to Tatum because Tatum 
very casually or like who's been seeing this girl like a few times casually is like yeah you don't have to come out to your dad versus alicia who like they'd been dating in secret for months were girlfriend and girlfriend like they were dating and like couldn't have any like implication that they were like alone together in a hotel like anything you know it's different so anyways that's my little spiel on people stop people need to stop hating alicia whitney and the the bio bro guy have sex in the library and i was so upset about it, it was so uncomfortable and then kanan walks in um i hated it. i hated all of it i hated all of it um Layden comes out to her dad um and I, I really liked that especially I it was it was really sweet especially the room not the room the scene when they're outside and he's like are you happy and she's like that's a loaded question but when it comes to my sexuality and everything I am like it, it's just it makes me so happy seeing like Layden from like now like now from like a season ago where she was like so afraid I don't know it's really it's sweet okay I I, I liked it. Her dad was very like I. I liked it. I didn't. I didn't mention this, but um, Bella is like freaked out that Priya, her friend from back home who's visiting, is like so much cooler than her now, and she's not looking up to her. And like, there's tension, but then they make up, and everything is good. And I do hope Priya comes back in season three. Um, and then the the episode ends with Layden Tatum are hooking up, and then Alicia texts, and that's how the episode ends. And a lot of people were hating on Alicia. I like Alicia, okay? Not just because I love Midori. Anyways, episode nine. Layden is like, Alicia texted me. I don't know if I should do it. And all the girls are like silent. And she's like, what? And, and they're like, you never ask us for advice. And she's like, why are you guys making it weird? I, we always talk like this. And, she, and they're like, no, you don't. You never talk like this. Anyways, so Kimberly is like, ask Tatum. And if Tatum's fine with it, then yeah, she talk to Alicia. Andrew and Whitney are like going on a date now and Whitney's like freaking out because she only ever wanted like it to be casual like she's not interested in him like that um there's an article about Kanan being like he, he's getting this award it's in the school newspaper they mentioned the school newspaper I was like slay um because I was on my school newspaper but anyways Kanan's getting an award like Kimberly's like this is a big deal he's like it's not that big a deal and she's like no you should make it a big deal and this is when I was like okay Kimberly and Kanan, all those shippers from season one who were like, I like, because they existed, I'm pretty sure. Um, I saw people shipping Kimberly and Kanan. I don't know. I felt like this was where I was like, hmm, something's going to happen between them. Anyways, Tatum is like all cool with Layden like talking to Alicia because Tatum's like, I'm cool with all my exes. So that's all good. Layden decides she's going to talk to Alicia. The Foxy um which is Bella's magazine is getting a write-up in in like a school magazine um which is super cool then Andrew and Whitney Andrew and Whitney go on the date and he's like so anxious he clearly wants it to go perfectly and it's so awkward it's so awkward I was like dying the whole time um because it was so awkward <laughs> Kimberly and Kanan like Kanan asks Kimberly to go to the banquet and this is important he says I asked Zoe um and she said she couldn't go. Could you go? And Kimberly's like, sure, as a friend. So then they decide to go. Layden goes back to the Women's Center from season one. And I was screaming because I, I'm so excited. I was so excited. So her and Alicia um, talk. It's like, you know, interesting. She's like, we're putting together these goodie, like these ba like bags or whatever. Can you help? And so they're, they're building it. And um, 
Alicia's like, I heard you came out and she's like, oh yeah, who told you? And she's like, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people told me you came out. And um, then they're talking about the Women's Center and needing money. And she's like, we're having a fundraiser. Like, I know it's not your thing, but you should come. And then Layden's like, I'm seeing somebody. Can I bring her? And this part like made me kind of sad. Um, Alicia's like, wow, you're bringing her out in public. You've changed, Murray. And I feel like, maybe not, but I feel like it must be kind of sad um, to be Alicia. And like, I don't know, I guess a couple of months went by, but it's like you break up and then a couple months and then she's, and I think the breakup with Alicia really prompted the coming out in the way that she was so heartbroken that then she came out to Kimberly and then everything happened. But I feel like it must be kind of sad for, I don't know, I feel like that must be kind of sad for Alicia to see Layden like being so public with another girl. Maybe not. The interviewer for the, who's interviewing for the Foxy is Elliot Fletcher. And I was like, oh my God, you know, that sounds like Ariana, what are you doing here? That was me. I was like, oh, hey, Elliot Fletcher. Um, Haven't seen him in anything since like the Fosters. Although I do know he was on Shameless, but anyways, um, Bella is like slaying the interview. Like, you know, whatever, love, love that for her. Um, at the banquet, like we find out that Kanan is like, he started a, like a, a, a a charity for like to help Alzheimer's because it hits his family close to home. Like Kanan has all this like deep stuff. Like we, we just, we didn't know anything about Kanan. Now we find out that Kanan's this very impressive guy. Um, and it made me feel like it really confirmed to me that him and Whitney like their relationship maybe again we just didn't see enough of it I don't know what was like unwritten or whatever but it's just like how well did they know each other like did she know about his mom um I don't know I feel like they didn't know each other that well because I don't feel like I knew him so Tatum Layden goes to the fundraiser and Tatum is super bitchy she's so judgmental it's giving very much Layden season one and they have a fight. She storms out or whatever. And I saw a lot of people being mad about this because they were like, they're like, Tatum was so nice, blah, 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 blah. Like they ruined her character to get Alicia and Layden back together. And it's like, I don't think they ruined her character. Like she was being nice to Layden because Layden was, is like her. They're both like rich, white, like blonde girls who are like from New York. It's like, just because she was very like, accepting about one thing doesn't mean that she would suddenly not be judgmental like that was like her whole personality in the beginning because she like softened up a little bit and was like very kind to Layden doesn't mean that all of those other aspects of her character would just go away and I think it made a lot of sense to see her react to things in a very similar way that Layden did in season one and I love when she was like, you said that you, like, you once bragged about being more judgmental. And she's like, maybe dating you is making me realize things about myself that I don't like or something along those lines. And I, I liked that. I liked that. She said, the things we have in common are the things that I want to change about myself. I, I liked that. I liked that realization. I think when she was like new in her coming out, she like dated somebody who like reminded her of herself but we saw her in this episode and then episode 10 kind of being like like we see ways in which Layden has really grown um and I don't know I wasn't against it sorry 
I, I wasn't against it. I do have to say, it's funny because I wrote Tatum is going to be mean, isn't she? Before anything happened, because I just like, I felt it coming. Um, the, the theme for the fundraiser is queer icons and Layden's dressed as Carol from the movie Carol. And I don't know what that is. So I need to look into it. And then Alicia's Elton John, which I loved it. The Foxy review ends up being more of a profile of Bella. Elliot Fletcher, whose character I don't know, checks with Bella and is like, or shows it to Bella before. And he's like, is this okay? Like, if not, I can use a group photo. And and she's like, no, it's fine. And I knew immediately that that was going to backfire because obviously um, Kimberly and um, Kanan like have a nice little moment at the, the banquet. They slow dance. There's like clearly tension. I'm like, they're, they're gonna, you know, and um, they say goodbye and he turns away and Kimberly like looks back at him and you can tell in that moment that she realized she liked him, like that there was something there. Um, that was more than just friendship. So, and I knew immediately. Whitney, like, I forgot to, Whitney, like, she, after she went on the date with Andrew, she's like, it was super awkward, but like, he was like very into it. So they like are, are still hooking up and stuff. And she runs into Kanan as she's like walking back to her dorm from leaving Andrew's place. And she's clearly very torn. And I think, I don't know, this is when I got the indication that there was going to be some conflict with Kanan, Whitney, and Kimberly, that there was going to be some problem there. And the episode ends with Kimberly breaking up with Jackson. So she knocks on the door and she says, I think we should break up. And that's it. We never see Jackson again. Um, episode 10. So... Layden is elected the social chair of her sorority, which means she's moving to Kappa, which very sad. So the foursome is going to be torn apart for season three, sophomore year. Made me once again be like, how long has she been in the sorority? Because the final pledge event was like a few episodes ago. And then did she pledge? Did she go through the pledging process? Is she a full-fledged member? Is she being elected social chair she has to be a full-fledged member by now. Anyways, I have no I have no concept of the timeline for the sorority thing, but I was kind of confused. So, yeah, the roommates are getting split up. And then I, I wrote in my notes, maybe Priya will be like a fourth suite mate. Maybe she'll come in and that'll be a thing. Whitney and Kimberly are like, do you guys do you still want to live together? And they're like, yeah. And then they're like, should we include Bella? And they were like, we, we, don't, we don't know. Let's decide later. Um, and then Bella's like, I'm going to move in with two girls from the Foxy off campus. And they're like, okay, thank God we're all set. And I, I knew that that was going to backfire after the interview thing. Like I just, I knew, I was like, that is not going to go well. Thank God they got renewed for season three because this episode left more questions than answers. Bella is like so excited about her feature in the Foxy. Like, you know, she's like, this girl comes up to her who's like a new writer at the Foxy or yeah. Bella is really excited about her write-up for the Foxy, not in the Foxy. I don't know if I said in the Foxy. But um, some a writer comes up to her and, and he's like, would you look at my work? And she's like, she feels like a celebrity now. It's like a big thing. And I knew that the housing plans were going to fall through. And I was like, I hope that they all kind of fall through and they still end up together. <laughs> the We're back. At, we see the Women's Center again. Layden stops in before a Kappa thing and... Um, the Women's Center needs funding. Whitney declares her major. She's on the biophysics track. And Willow's like, so you're going to be the same major as your 
boyfriend and she's like we're not dating i mean i think i am his boyfriend so there's like that tension where he is clearly more into her than he is into him everybody at the foxy gets mad about the write-up and bella lies and he's like no i had no idea i had no idea this is a mistake like we all call them printer retraction and it's just like why is she lying i wish she had been like yeah he he showed it to me, but like I, I don't know. I mean, I guess there was no real winning in the situation because they were going to be mad one way or the other. But I just, I, I don't like the way Bella lies. I feel like Bella lies and then it blows up in her face and it's just like, it's so stressful. I just feel like Bella is constantly self-sabotaging. There's a, there's a scene that I didn't mention, but a few episodes ago, I think after her and Eric break up, like we see her in the mental health bubble thing that I mentioned. And I just think that's really touching on like Bella is like, there's something more going on because there I'm Bella's behavior just doesn't add up if she's like perfectly fine. But anyways, we need to help Bella. I'm like so concerned about her. Layden's dad is wearing a proud gay dad shirt. And I thought that was the funniest thing ever. She's like, that makes it sound like you're a gay dad. Um, they're in town because the mom is there for like the Kappa thing because her mom was a Kappa. So they're going to the Kappa brunch or whatever. Um, Whitney breaks up with Andrew, like right before a presentation of his because she was like, we'll talk after. And he's like, no, what's up? And um, then he like cries during his presentation. It was so embarrassing. And I just feel like really confirmed that he was more in it than... She was, like, he really liked her, apparently. The Kappa Brunch. There was so much content here. I loved this Kappa Brunch. They are talking to these alum, and the alum are like, oh my God, a ca like, a, you know, are you excited to be president to another girl? Like, there's so much emergency. And Layden's like, what kind of emergencies? And, um, and they go into this whole thing, the alum, about, like, you know, banning the word, word sisterhood. And, like, and Layden's like, no, I think that's a good thing, you know, for trans and non-binary members. And they're like, but they could be somewhere else. And this really, like, I don't know if resonated with me. I mean, my sorority, I, I was in a sorority at Kenyon, and it was the only national sorority on campus. Um, but we were a fairly young chapter. So we didn't have, like, any alum specific to the school or anything. So, like, this wouldn't have happened because, you know, mo none of the alum are, like, old enough to be my mother or anything. But um, we used, like siblings instead of sisters like we use gender neutral language to be as inclusive as we could and i know that on occasion that came up with nationals i mean i don't want to speak more because i'm not gonna you know say negative things about my sorority but um national specifically i love my chapter and they rock but um i feel like this is a big thing that happens in Greek life, as things become more gender inclusive, where sororities are like, I don't, you know, I, I just, I was like, wow, that's so true. And I loved the way that Layden pushed back. Like Layden was like, actually, like, because one of them is like, no, my best friend's gay. And she's like, I'm gay too, but that's besides the point. Um, and I, and I really liked that. And I feel like that really goes along with what goes back to what I was saying earlier of like, you can really see the way Layden has grown and ways in which I just don't think she and Tatum are compatible if Tatum is meant to be a mirror or like a very similar, very similar to Layden season one, because Layden's just not that person anymore. And I don't think she needs to be that person. And I like that Alicia pushed her to grow and that the Women's Center like pushed her to grow and that she stood up for the people at the Women's Center when Tatum was mean and that she stood up for people who weren't even in the room to defend them, you know? And I don't know. I, I, I liked that. Okay. I liked it. And I, I knew I was like, she's not going to join the sorority. We find out that Kanan never asked 
Zoe to go to the banquet because at, at the beginning of episode 10 Kimberly like confides in Leela and she's like I think I have feelings for Kanan and she's like Kanan does not like you that way and Kimberly finds out that Zoe like never that Kanan never asked Zoe so she's like oh my god I think he likes me back it's like a, a thing and I was like oh my god some, something's gonna happen um the next scene we see is like Bella is really harsh with a writer who had asked for feedback she's basically like you shouldn't do this. It's not like your strength or whatever. And I literally, like, I was watching that scene and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with Bella? Like the way she spoke to this girl was like, it was just so harsh. And again, I think it goes back to like, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it anyways. Um, I think also the article went to her head a little bit. Um, yeah. There was a really beautiful conversation between Layden and her mom when Layden is like, I don't think I want, she was like, I wanted to be a Kappa like you are, but I just don't feel like myself when I'm here. And I just, you know, that's all I need to say. (sighs) Then, okay, so they are doing the last pregame of freshman year to go to probably a theta party. I don't remember where they're going. So they're going to a party. Oh yeah, it is a theta party. Bella starts getting canceled on Twitter because this girl like exposes her and at this party, like, I swear to God, all shit, all, everything happened, so much shit happens at this party. Um, Kanan and, and Kimberly, there's, like, tension. Whitney is clearly still into him. Like, there's just, I was stressed out the entire time watching it. Layden decides she wants to spend time at the Women's Center, and she gives a $30,000 donation that her mom was going to give to Kappa to, the, to Alicia, and her and Alicia kiss, and... I liked it. Okay, I was I I was I was rooting for them. I was rooting for them. I I love Alicia and Layden. I feel like people just forget like all their cute moments from season one. And I I don't know. Like, did we really think that Tatum and her were gonna? Li- I I I like Alicia. I like her and Alicia. Okay. I prefer when people don't date people who look exactly like them. Maybe it's because I'm a twin and I find that kind of weird, okay? I've never understood siblings or dating. If somebody looks kind of like me, I don't want to date them. Um, I like her and Alicia. I like that they're different and they challenge each other and, like, Alicia helped her grow. And I think I'm excited to see what their relationship with and with Layden being out is going to look like. And I hope that happens in season three because I do know the actress who plays Alicia is like on Grey's Anatomy now. So I don't know what season three is going to look like with her character and Layden, but I do, I'm excited to see them as girlfriends beyond just Alicia's room. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Okay, guys, I think they didn't get a fair run. You know, they broke up because Layden wasn't ready to come out. And now that Layden's out, it's like, maybe we can, I want to, I want to see their relationship play out. Okay. I like them. Sorry. Um, actually, I'm not sorry. Okay, I I don't. And if you like her better with Tatum, to each your own. I like it. Okay. Um, Bella gets fired from the Foxy. They're all like, "You lied." She, you know, her housing plans get revoked. You know, I I I you know whatever. Um, they they like confront her about lying about the interview and also about what she said to the writer whose name I believe was Georgia. And Bella responds to something that I thought was super interesting where she's like, she, she says something of like, look at everything I have to go through. Like writers need to have a tougher skin. And I think that really was the moment where I was like, 
it really clicked in my brain. I mean, I had felt this for a while, but I really feel like there's absolutely, like I, I genuinely just feel like her behavior has to be explained by like, like I feel like she's treating women poorly because she's like, I was treated poorly. You guys need to deal with it. I dealt with it. Like I'm fine. I'm fine now. And like everybody else needs to be fine. And like everybody needs to have a tougher skin because I went through it and I'm fine. And I think that is an indication that she's not fine because people who lash out that way aren't fine like there's something else going on and that's just my interpretation on Bella Kimberly like runs after Kanan her and Kanan kiss and um Whitney sees it and I I wanted to throw up I wanted to vomit I was like Layden dropped the sorority Bella's housing plans were falling through I was like maybe we're gonna have all four of them living together after all that's like the one thing I really wanted for season three is all of them living together okay Rory and Paris lived together all throughout college and I loved that like I loved the consistency of having the same roommate all four years I wanted that for them so I we're in the dining hall Layden is like Alicia and I are officially back together and she's very happy and I'm very happy for them and then they're like so we're all gonna live together because all their housing plans have fallen through um you know Bella's and and Layden so now it's like oh they're all gonna live together I was like right hopefully and then they're like Bella's really like in her head and upset and they're like what's wrong and she's like this is just really upsetting me and um and they're like you should just talk to the writer like everything will be okay and she's like I have a meeting about that later today then Whitney says to Kimberly she's like so anything happened interesting happened yesterday how's your night she's like no nothing and um Whitney's seething you can tell and then it cuts to Whitney going to the sorority Kappa and it's like I would like to take Layden's room that she turned down and I wanted to vomit once again. Um, I was so upset. And then, as if I couldn't be even more in, like, you know, on the brink of throwing up. We, the season ends with, it cuts to Bella. She's, like, talking to somebody. And I think she's in therapy. That's my initial thought. I was like, thank you. Bella's going to therapy. She's, like, talking about, like, how much she's let people down and like how bad things have been for her and how bad she's been because of it. And then she's like, so I've decided to transfer. And I wanted to, I wanted to throw up. I wanted to cry. Um, and that's where the season ends. So, um, first of all, what the fuck Mindy Kaling? Um, what the fuck? I, because the thing is, and I, it's just like, where are we going to pick up? Are we going to pick up with Bella telling them she's transferring? Is Bella just going to be gone? Like, is Bella just, is that Bella being written out of the show now? Um, I'm just, I'm confused. Like, is it going to pick up right at the end of freshman year? And then they time skip to the, after the summer? Or is it going to pick up in season two and Bella's going to be gone? Or is Bella still going to be there and she's going to be like, I consider transferring and this was just a cliffhanger and she's not actually transferring. I just, I'm, I'm like, my jaw is on the floor and I've had like a day to process this and my head still hurts just trying to wrap my mind around it like I have no idea what's gonna happen and I have a lot of mixed feelings about Bella I really do because she's pissed me off a lot and she's hurt a lot of people and her behavior has like really just like I I found myself screaming at the tv being Bella being like Bella no I would just love to have a conversation with her and be like 
you know, I look, there were so many things I would like to say to Bella Mahotra if she was a real person. Um, and I, I, I just, what is next season going to look like? I have more questions than I have answers. And I'm so glad, so glad that they announced season three before the final two episodes of season t- uh, before the final two episodes of season two went live because if I had to watch that not knowing if we were going to get answers I think I would have jumped off a bridge I'm kidding but um I I don't know what I would have done um so yeah that's my deep dive into season two of the sex lives of college girls overall thoughts um I think the season should be longer um 20 episodes so they can dive more deep into the characters and storylines don't feel as rushed um or make the episodes an hour long i i just i think that they're trying to condense it and there's so much to be said and it's such it's such a good show and the characters are so interesting and the story lines are so interesting that they have the content to make it longer i really like all of the characters i feel like felt more fleshed out this season and like like three-dimensional um Layden is still my favorite character not just because I'm in love with Renee Rapp um I loved Whitney's arc this season of figuring out bio I'm really interested what her love life is going to look like next season and what being in a sorority is going to look like for Whitney I'm excited to hopefully see Layden and Alicia as a couple now that Layden's out and I, I I'm interested to see what their what their main conflict is going to be now that the Layden is closeted um problem is no longer one i'm excited to see their dynamic um i like kanan with kimberly i think they have a lot in common i think they were like they have a solid foundation of friendship and i don't know i know it's gonna cause tension with whitney but as i've said i don't know if him and if kanan and whitney are really like the best match um and i feel like kimberly and kanan might have like more in common and more I feel like they might be more compatible as a couple. So that, and this is the first love interest of Kimberly's I don't hate. Um, I really like Bella and Eric. I think Bella, if she's still at Essex next year, I I think she needs to do a lot of work on herself and maybe be single and um, do a lot of healing before she could, and maybe make amends. It could be friends and eventually it could turn into something more after she, like, I just think Bella, if she's around next season, has to, or should, in my opinion, um, like reckon with the way she, or not reckon, that's such a heavy word, but like figure out how she's been using her sexuality and how she views her sexuality and the way it connects to her self-worth. And... And I hope she does, and I hope she realizes that she's funny and she's smart and she's worth a lot more than just whether somebody finds her attractive or whether she can provide something sexually. I just hope that there is growth for Bella, and I hope if her and Eric ever rekindle, there's, like, a strong friendship first. Um, Whitney, I don't really love any of the love interests for her. Um, I would want her to date a woman. So maybe it's somebody in the sorority. Um, But... Yeah, I loved this season. I liked it more than season one, um, even though I loved season one. Every, like, all the characters are slaying. Leela, I would love to see some kind of romance for Leela, you know? she's Right now, she's just the comedic relief, and I love her, but I would love more of her. Um, 
So yeah, those are my thoughts. I know this episode is going to be longer than normal, but let me know if you liked it. Let me know your thoughts. This is probably the most fun I've had recording a podcast in a while, so I'm excited to continue this format. I have a lot to say about TV all the time, and um, something I really love about consuming media is hearing other people's opinions about it, and, and I hope that If you happen upon this and you don't know me in real life, you do too. And you enjoyed me talking about it. And I hope you stay tuned for more shows. I normally give out an Emmy Award at the end of these podcast episodes. The Emmy Award for... Favorite character? I don't know. For Emmy's favorite character goes to Lane Murray, Sex Lives of College Girls, Renee Rapp. I love you. I love you so much. In the Kitchen is my number one most streamed song. Anyways, thank you so much. Um, Please make sure to follow me wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow my social media. Um, Let me know your thoughts, comments, critiques, feedback. Anything is welcome. And I hope you have a great week. I will see you next week. Or you will hear from me next Friday. Bye. Thank you.